beautiful people and welcome to the Concealed Scars podcast. I have the beautiful Miss Nishonda Larrymore with me today and she is here to tell her story and she is the creator of the Transplant Talk podcast and an advocate of Donate Life and LifeQuest ambassadors. Her husband is former football player, Mr. Leonard Larimore, and a graduate of William and Rains, who was diagnosed with congestive heart failure in 2009. Congestive heart failure is when the heart doesn't pump blood as well as it should, and some of the symptoms include swelling in the legs, ankles, and feet, or rapid and irregular heartbeat. So, Ms. Nashonda, the floor is yours, ma'am. Oh, this is so awesome. I'm, I am on the other side. So it feels real good, real good to be the only, it feels good to be on the other side. Let me just say that. It feels good to be interviewed because I'm always interviewing other people. So thank you so much, Miss Shekinah Glory. But <laughs> that is always yes, my name for you. And um, thank you for inviting me, you know, to mm-hmm. your show. And, and congratulations on this journey that you are are taking as an ambassador, you know, as well. So as stated, I am Nishonda Lara Moore. I'm the president and CEO of Save 1000 Lives, which is a 501c3 nonprofit. And Save 1000 Lives was created in... I want to say 2018, when uh, my husband passed away, shortly after he passed away, April 25th, 2018, one day after his birthday. And I created it because I had to make sure that his legacy would be continued and that everything that we started before he passed away was not in vain. So Save 1000 Lives is my nonprofit and we are trying to bring awareness, educate, and get 1000 people to become organ donors in honor of him. So that's where the 1000 comes from with Save 1000 Lives, which was also birthed from watching the movie a question of faith on um, Netflix. So that is how that all came together. And Transplant Talk with Nishonda was birthed from Save 1000 Lives. So everything is about being able to get the message out, bring awareness, educate, and just let people tell their story. So I feel as if I am the force behind the voices of people that's either donor families or transplant families to get their story out. So that's why Transplant Talk was was created. Mm, I like that. I like that. that. That takes a lot of like thought and time and creativity thank you (laughs) I would say because I wouldn't have thought to do a YouTube or a whole non-profit for it Mm -hmm. for organ donation Mm -hmm. and it's really important to have 
those type of talks, especially in the Black community about organ donation. Absolutely. Which I think is part of, also part of why you and I decided to be ambassadors for it. At least for me, I know that's part of why I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's just good. And it's important, especially in our community, because no one expects to see my face come in the door and ask you about organ donation. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And so I think it's it's a unique gift to have because I know what I felt having to lay my husband to rest mm-hmm. and, you know, just allowing him to be at rest and be at peace because he was tired and so I I needed to definitely find a way and it was all because of God there was nothing else but God to be able to ordain this 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 ministry that that I'm doing so this is my ministry now I am a high school teacher by day so it was not a hard transition to go from teaching in the classroom to teaching in the community. Ooh, I like that. That's a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a teacher, I would use that. I, I use that. Yeah, yeah. You can use it. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask um, what were your initial thoughts when when he was diagnosed with his condition or his initial thought well he when he met me and um actually march 7th march 7th is the date and we would fuss about it we were just kind of you know play with each other of when we actually started talking to each other and so we started talking to each to each other in march and from that time, from March 2015 is when we started talking to each other, just as acquaintances and uh, friends. And we really took our time with getting to know each other. But then by that uh, November Thanksgiving of 2015 is when I started getting the bigger picture of what was going on. Because like you mentioned, there was you know, swelling of the feet. Um, there was hospital stays. And I'm trying to figure out well, what is what is going on? Why are you in this hospital? And he eventually, he didn't let me know, but his friend who was a doctor let me know. Hey, he's sick. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> stop playing like you and he was telling me you know he needs to take his medication he needs to do all of these things and you know Leonard Wayne Laramore just was not sharing this information but by that time I had already fallen in love with him because he was such a genuine God-fearing caring loving man and he definitely showed me and, and my daughters, you know, how how we should be treated. And he treated us like the queens and princesses that they are and that I am. And so, and he always kept God first. 
So that's definitely what brought us together. God definitely brought us together. And it fit. So initially, he was trying to actually (laughs) try to get rid of me and telling me to, you know, go away because this is something that is going to be difficult and I don't want you to suffer and it's going to be hard. And yeah, we know life throws you curveballs and, you know, I wasn't expecting him to pass away. But um, when meeting him in 2015, we just said, hey, you know, we'll we'll pray about it and, you know, we'll, we will see what happens. So that's initially I told him I'm not going anywhere so you can push <laughs> all of that noise up because <laughs> I'm staying right here and I don't regret the time that we stayed together and spent together because he definitely was the love of my life. That's really sweet. Mm. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's cute. Thank you. Um, When did y'all find out that he needed the transplant or did he find that out beforehand? No. He did not find that out. He was at Baptist Beach first with those doctors. And then that doctor, Galani, Dr. Galani, I want to say, was the person that said, we need to send you to Mayo because your EF, which is the ejection fraction of his heart, was dwindling. And he said, in order to save your life, we need to send you over there. And that's when we were introduced to the LVAD. And that is the left ventricular assistance device for um, for his heart. And it is this little foreign object that goes into his body to give his heart rest, but it will be attached to him. And this was his heart, that this is how he was going to live. And when your numbers started going down to, you know, uh, double digits and single digits, then that was the cause for alarm. So in 2016, October 2016, he received the LVAD. So between that time of 2015, the following right before Thanksgiving 2016 he got the uh, he got the LVAD just to give him a little bit more time here on earth and they wanted to you know that would be his transition from LVAD to heart transplant yeah I never heard of an LVAD Mm -hmm. I don't know much about the other transplant Mm -hmm like topic yes other than the liver but that's because that had to do with right, right that's what my focus and my knowledge is mostly on that correct you know like i'm not i don't have a lot of knowledge of you know liver and thank you for doing the interview on my show as well that you know we gained so much knowledge but um yeah it was definitely scary because i had to learn how to change his dressing and do all of these things you know for him so he didn't get an infection and all of that good stuff so 
Oh yes, I earned a PhD real quick. Yeah, that seems to be the story yes. <laughs> with everybody yes. when it comes to having transplants. You become doctors. Absolutely, on site. Like just <laughs> on site. Go ahead and let me get this doctorate. <laughs> oh my um what is something you would want to tell people about organ donation or like what's your main goal well besides having people sign up to be organ donors what is something you want them to understand and get out of it i would i just want people to understand how very important it is um one to know your medical history family medical history is is very is vast it's essential it's vastly important to become aware and and knowledge of that i would love for people to you know stop the myths you know get beyond the myths start talking about it having the conversation as as soon as when you're you're getting ready to drive you know you need to be able to have that conversation that if somebody is driving behind the wheel and you have this ton you know you're driving this big hard machinery if something happened to you would you be willing to become an organ donor so that is something else that I wanted to convey to people and let them know I really don't want anybody else if they if they can get away from what I feel as a widow or what I do feel as a widow, then by all means, you know, learn about organ donations because it's it's a hard, hard pill to swallow because there's not enough people to become yeah. organ donors. And, you know, a while back we did a, a little survey sometime last year and there were in the African-American community, like 65% Caucasian registered, 54% Hispanic, 39% Asian, and 34% African-American. So yeah. in Jacksonville, we have a lot of work to do because that's not 50%. Yeah. So that, w- that would be my goal. Organ donations is, is special to me. They need to learn that doctors are in the business of saving lives and not taking lives. And so that is the biggest platform for me is just knowing that if you think these people are not going to save your life, then just don't go to the hospital. The hospital. Right. Yeah. What was the point in you going? Right. Go ahead, say they didn't die. Like if, if that's what you want. But you know, it is it is what it is at, at this point. But that, that would be my main thing. Like, get educated about what yeah. goes on beyond, you know, you getting into an accident and they never going to save your life. Yeah. You never really know. Exactly. Unless you ask yeah. those type of questions. Yeah. And I understand why our community is kind of iffy about the topic I understand it but it's kind of like you gotta get out of it right absolutely because sometimes we're the main ones that'll need something right when the time comes but 
it's better to know ahead of time about organ donation right. before it's time for you to need an organ to be donated to. Right. And unfortunately, in our community, people don't know, people don't want to know about it until it's at their front door. So I always say, when you know better, you do better. And so just to get a little bit, you know, more knowledge, I wish there was more about it in the driver's ed books as well. But there's not, you know, a lot. It's probably a little blurb, you know, maybe a paragraph or a line or two. Or a picture. And that's about it. It's not really uh, expounded on during that time. Unfortunately, but I think it's it's slowly building up. I think more people are slowly signing up to be organized. Yes, yeah. Because I think now there's more information and more awareness, and like you and I being ambassadors, there's more people speaking up. Right, absolutely. Than what had been in the past. Yep. And having more people of color on these type of platforms can kind of make it more comforting in a sense. They have to sue you. They they have to see you because it's out of out of what? Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And then people don't believe, oh black people don't black people don't become organ donors. When I know plenty of people that have received, you know organs that are African-American. So, yep. What do you think? There's a lot of us out. Right. <laughs> you just don't know it. Exactly. It's concealed. <laughs> exactly. Especially with the kidney. When 82% of the people need a kidney, that is, uh, yep. that's, that's wild. It's absolutely wild and crazy thoughts. Yeah. Cause then a lot of people say about a kidney. Well, what if, what happens to my other one? What if I need <laughs> it? And I've given the other one away. Exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that's a valid question, but <laughs> and, and and that could be answered too. You know, you would just have to get another one as well to get a tra- You get a tra- right. Plan. Exactly. Exactly. So. Well, this is my last question for you for this evening. Okay. What comes to your mind when you hear the term concealed scars? Well, again, a very, very good question. But when I hear the word conceal, then that means I'm hiding something. And, you know, so many people try to hide a lot of things. So, in the in the community of congestive heart failure when you receive your LVAD they crack open your chest and so that scar is forever there and then you know for the most time with a man a man don't want you to see that scar you know so when I when I think of hidden scars I I can think of that but then also being a teacher uh, the scars that my students have that they won't let you in um, whether it's a mental abuse or physical abuse those concealed scars go very very deep and so 
that's what I think about it being again a teacher in the classroom and a, and a teacher in the community when I think of those concealed scars I think of people that's that's trying to hide it people that wear the mask mm-hmm. it's a mask that they're wearing and they don't want people to know until mm-hmm. they come to transplant talk with Nishana <laughs> <laughs> and they let it out <laughs> let, let, it, let it out let it out and I appreciate you for giving me that opportunity to be on there. My pleasure. It's a privilege to have Shekinah Glory Butler on <laughs> Transplant Talk. I've been having more liver recipients on as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Amazing. That's everything. That's- My hat goes off to you all for going through it and enduring it till the end. So... We you trying. are you, you're doing it <laughs> we're we here definitely doing it so yes ma'am where, um, where can everybody follow you or follow your Listen, platform and you definitely can find safe 1000 lives on facebook you can also find it on instagram as well as i'm on linkedin and i'm on twitter and Transplant Talk is on YouTube. So please follow us on there. Ring that bell and subscribe. And we are on, on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Um, if you have a you want to email me, say 1000 Lives Tours at gmail.com. And again, we definitely say 1000 Lives on Facebook and nice Shonda Laramore on Facebook as well. Well, thank you for coming and talking with us this evening and sharing your husband's legacy and your story as well. I really appreciate it. You are more than for taking this time out to do this. My pleasure. Turnabout is fair play. So I'm always here. I always hear someone needs my voice. I'm here. We're going to collaborate on Absolutely. I don't know when, but we're going to do it. (laughs) Say it. Say when. All you have to do is say when and we'll be right there. I will be right there. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Conceal Scars. We'll be back sometime soon to hear another story. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city. I secure the bag, chasing a check in your city. Now they mad at me, cause now they mad at me, cause I got what they need, but I got what they need, but I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. I'll let you in on the secret. Jump on it, jump on the way. Jump on it. Regulars. Get-
Get your nigga off my cellular Don't be mad at me if he said that he wants something better Cause would you be mad at him? Look, I know I'm bad at it uh, All of them mother chicks he messing with So I ain't mad at him uh, Keep it through winning team, ho Get uh, it, just let you know uh, Play or get played, no other way That's just the way that it goes These niggas out here, they foolin' Me and myself, I'm bullin' Stressed, I ain't worried cause they ain't my boo I'm all for the winning, I'm for the money committee, yeah. I secure the bag, chasing and checking your city, yeah. Now they mad at me cause I got what they need But I'll let you in on the secret Jump on it, jump on the way Jump on the way, jump on the, jump on the way. 